Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome to the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Wednesday for you guys. It's Wednesday, Valentine's Day for all you lonely mom's basement folks listening to the show. We feel you, big dog. We was all there at one time, but we are no longer. There's hope for you. I'm telling you, if us three can get some uh, love, there you go. You can as well. All right, we are returning after not having a call-in show this past Sunday for the Super Bowl, and uh, I can't remember who won. Chiefs won, I believe. Kansas yeah. City Chiefs didn't. Uh, well, the 49ers didn't know the rules for the overtime. Apparently. Oh my God. Wow, it was embarrassing. Wasn't it? Like, Golly. To have that kind of a game and to let it boil down to not necessarily – I mean, I, look, there were other things that happened. Obviously, yeah. the, the Christian McCaffrey fumble was a big deal. Mm, turnovers. Yeah. Jeffrey, so, your, you. your pet peeve is the free throws. I think mine is probably NFL overtime. I hate it. I love college overtime. See, Me too. I, I hate you don't? college overtime. Oh, really? Yeah, really? Like. I like the rule that they adapted for the Super Bowl. Give both people a possession. You know what I mean? Oh, after a kickoff. After a kickoff. I'm not a fan of starting it on the 25 and then just letting them go into the end zone. Like I, I To me, I want to see you drive the field to score. So Kansas City had to either kick a field goal to tie or score a touchdown to win, right? So Correct. If it's, if it's third and 20, or fourth and 23, they're still going for it. Correct. Okay. All right. Uh, that was the first I'd seen uh, of uh, overtime, uh, whatever. I guess it's different in the playoffs. But you know what? We're going to have a great show about Auburn recruiting today. We're going to answer a lot of questions from the corner. We're going to try to catch everybody up as we enter this dead period. The dead period is now uh, to the end of the month. And it's going to be slow, but uh, these coaches are taking a well-needed break. Uh, Auburn kicks off spring practice on February the 27th. We're expecting a lot of guys to come in for spring practices, a lot of recruits coming in for spring practices throughout. And then A-Day is April the 6th. Go ahead and schedule that. And let's hope it doesn't rain this year so we can have a better idea of what to expect from this season. But guess what? Mr. Colpinks and Mr. J-Hit is here to talk to me at all. I haven't even introduced you guys yet. How about you? They're stars. How about you, Cole? <laughs> How about you, J-Hit? We're going to – I want Cole to hit the quarterback board. He did it uh, Tuesday on Auburn Live on three. And then we're going to get into some questions. Uh, As it stands now, as I mentioned, the dead period is upon us. Auburn's class, Auburn's 2025 class, has eight commitments, ranked number nine in the country, a top ten class right now with eight commitments. And that is good for fourth in the SEC. So a great start for Hugh Freeze and staff. A lot of new faces on this staff. Um, which we all believe are upgrades, at least when it comes to recruiting. So, um, so, so, so it should be an eventful, exciting, anxiety-producing spring, summer. See how many commits Auburn has going into the fall. All right, before we get to the questions, before we get to the quarterback board, don't forget, if you live in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, or if you want to move to Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, look no further for the help you need. Ms. Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group. Uh, give her a call, 334-704-4442. She is a five-star realtor, son. Consensus. Mm. If you don't believe me, just ask me. Or win it for many clients. Or just wear the T-shirt. Man. Oh, I forgot the damn T-shirt. <laughs> I think she has it, man. She was proud of that thing. So was I. 
Uh, but anyways, give her a call. I promise you, you will not be disappointed, and you can ask anybody that's ever worked with her. As a matter of fact, I wish she uh, wouldn't work so hard sometimes. Hey, she's got to pay the bills because I certainly ain't. <laughs> give her a call. Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group, 334-704-4442. Tell her we sent you. Hey, Jeffrey, when I learned she was a real deal, I was trying to get my friend, because he's looking to sell, I was trying to get him in touch with Jessica. Jessica sold that house to him already. There you go. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. He sure so he already He's already got it. Already so, got it. How, how's he doing, by the way, Cole? He's doing good. Okay. Had a little uh, side-by-side accident. Yeah. Glad, yeah. glad to hear he's doing better. Glad to hear he's yep. doing better. It's pretty major, man. Y'all be careful on those things. No doubt. Uh, I say that to myself as well. Okay, Cole. Today you had, Tuesday, excuse me, you had uh, kind of a, uh, 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 overlook of the quarterback. Because that's everybody's wanting to know. It's February. Walker White was committed at this time last year. These right. guys are coming off the board earlier and earlier this year. I'm surprised to see that there's still some guys left. Yeah. What, what, what do you see? And I know Jay has kind of plugged in here with this position as well. Cole, what do you see with the quarterback board right now? Well, I did a who could be next to commit about a week ago. I thought about just putting a quarterback. And I don't know who it's going to be yet. Yeah, but right. A quarterback, because I, I don't think they're going to drag that out too much longer. But I actually did a I did a ranking of the quarterback targets, of at least all the ones that we know about. I put right. that, that, that word in there, known, because there may be some others. You just never know, um, especially with – the Philip Montgomery changing and having Derek Nick step in and Ken Austin moving to quarterback coach. So, um, Jay Head, I want to know your ranking of these guys too. My number one is Julian Lewis. I just mm. think he's the best of the bunch. He's Agreed. got pretty much everything. My number two was KJ Lacey, who we think Auburn might be sort of moving out of the picture there with him, but he's in there. I mean, he, he deserves a mention. He's, he's part of the board. Um, Number three for me was T.J. Latif, who we've talked about a good bit from Orange, California. Number four is a name that we've floated around a little bit. Um, you know, still trying to learn more about him and what he might be. But Hussan Longstreet, another one from California. You got number five, Antoine Hill. I think everybody's pretty familiar with him at this point. He camped at Auburn last year. Brother was Trey Hill, by the way. Oh, was it really? You remember Trey yeah. Hill that visited Big Auburn several times? Yeah. With Georgia. Yeah. Honestly, when we talk about guys that visit all the time and then don't sign with Auburn, which it, it happened a lot in recent years, I think of Trey Hill almost immediately. Huh. That guy visited a ton at he Auburn. sure was. Warner Robin. Now, did, was Antoine, was he the one that was committed to Colorado at one point? Yes. Correct. Yeah, he's not anymore. He's open. Um, I know Auburn's, you know, I don't know if he's up there for them, and, and he's number five on my board. I think he's good. Got got a really probably the strongest arm of that room. I mean, excuse me, of that board of all the quarterbacks I'm naming here. But don't know where Auburn stands on it exactly. Uh, and then number six, Cutter Woods, who's the new one from Taylor's, South Carolina. So, Jayhead, I'm curious, what is your? How would you rank that six? Honestly, and this is going to be bad podcasting, but I agree with your board, except for when you get to number five. I like Cutter Woods better than I do Antoine Hill. When He's I watch, a big boy. When I watch the tape, yep. I, I see his accuracy, his improvisational skills. I, I see a guy that fits in that RPO offense. He's, he gets the ball out extremely quick, very good, quick, very quick release. 
So I can see the attractive parts to the game, and then they've seen him throw in person, and we know how much Hugh Freeze values that. He talked about how he's not going to recruit a quarterback when he first got here that he hasn't seen throw. So the fact that they've had him in camp in Liberty kind of gives him a little bit of a leg up maybe on some of these other these other quarterbacks that they're looking at. I really like T.J. Latif as far as what I've seen from a project standpoint. Another two. I think he has as good a raw skill set as anybody on the board. The question is, you know, I think he just started playing quarterback maybe two years or so ago. He doesn't have a lot of tape at this point. Uh, his stats weren't great. But when you watch him actually throw the football and the arm talent associated with what he can do, I think his skill set matches up well with what they want to do in the offense. And he's got some dual threat ability to him so that you can utilize him in the uh, in the zone read game, the RPO game. I like his skill set. Again, I don't have any issue with your board. I only have one variation, and that was at the bottom of five versus six. But overall, I think you got it pegged, and Juju Lewis is the number one quarterback on the board. I don't think there's any question on that. The question to me is, can Auburn legitimately be a threat for him? And I see his recruitment as one that's going to go down to the wire. Like, I don't think Juju is going to make a decision anytime soon. I think he's a kid that if you've got resources, and by resources I mean NIL resources, you're going to be involved with him. To what degree, though, I don't know. You know, I, I think UGA is going to be tough to beat there. Yeah. Obviously, he's committed presently to USC. We'll see how that holds up. <laughs> there will be other schools that will be involved with Juju Lewis. I'm not going to be shocked if, he, if Alabama gets involved because what happens, you know, on their quarterback board, they've got a brand-new head coach, brand-new OC as of, like, today. So who yeah. do they put at the top, and, and where does K.J. Lacey come in there? It's going to be interesting, but Jeffrey's right, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, Jeffrey, because it's kind of a reverse course for Auburn right now to be evaluating quarterback prospects and not necessarily have somebody they're zeroed in on right now. Like, does that is that more of like just the unassuredness in this quarterback class? Is it because we've changed OCs? Like, what is your thought process on where we're at? That, that's exactly what I was thinking. And Cutter Woods is the one who kind of really stood out to me after talking to him. Like, Ole Miss was on him. Um, you know, this is Derek Nix. This is Kent Austin coming in and going, hey, I know Philip Montgomery loved Ryan Montgomery. And Ryan Montgomery would have visited Auburn in mid-January. And Philip Montgomery called him a week before he got fired and was like, hey, you probably don't need to come. And now the kids choose him. And, hey, listen, there was legitimate interest from him. Uh, yeah. in, in Auburn. He was coming to Florida. He was going to visit Auburn. He was going to visit Georgia and South Carolina. He didn't visit Auburn. He didn't visit Georgia. And now he's choosing between Florida and South Carolina. Uh, so that was a, a Derek Nix, Ken Austin going, you know what? Philip Montgomery loved you, loved him. We're not so high on him. We like these kids. Derek Nix uh, recruited Cutter Woods at Ole Miss. Ken Austin recruited Cutter Woods at Liberty. Both of these guys now together. So that kind of gave me like a little bit of oversight or insight into um, – Kind of how this is all kind of piling. Now, Juju's a, a national guy. Everybody loves yeah. this kid. Everybody's after him. Uh, but after that, yeah. you're looking at, at the Antoine Hills trying to get the TJ Leaf Latif. And listen, his interview with Cole a couple of weeks ago sounded promising, at least for a California kid yeah. to have that much interest in a place he's never visited before. The um, the the quote that stood out to me was, "It feels like Hugh Freeze has something up his sleeve." That's what he yeah. said to me. That was like the first thing he said. When I asked him, you know, what is it that has you interested in Auburn? That's what he said. He he likes he liked the receiver class. He's like, man, I, I could if he keeps bringing that in, what quarterback wouldn't want to go play for that? And you then know? they've got these wide 
numbers that, you know, these quarterbacks are going, man, you know, for at least two years that I'm there. Uh, and, and, and they're just going to keep loading up at wide receiver. Let's be honest here. I think yeah. the, the one thing that's working against Auburn and Hugh Freeze that he didn't have working against him at Ole Miss and, of course, at Liberty really wasn't uh, an issue because he could get his pick of the rejects like uh, Auburn's – what was the guy's name? Oh, Malik Willis. Malik Willis. But now in this class, he's got kind of a crappy year of quarterback play. Um, and, and I know it's easy to sell that in his past, but you, you got to think that people are going, eh, you know, maybe that hurts them. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But I would be surprised. I'm trying. I'm thinking timeline on this. That's that's kind of where, where I am right now. Sure. You got to get these kids in the spring for visits. You got to get them on campus. You got to get them here as soon as possible. I just don't think they take this into June camps. I mean. I, Man, that was such a uh, an antiquated way of evaluating quarterbacks, at least yeah. for, for yeah. rising seniors, right? You've got to have guys locked in. You've got to get this done this spring. Yeah, ideally, ideally, like, I mean, they get a guy, and then the guy who's committed comes and you know leads the camp like Walker White did last year. Right. That's exactly right. So I, I, I'm, I would. I'm I'm excited as a recruiting reporter to see what running backs come in, what uh, quarterbacks come in. Those small groups of kids that you recruit that you're only going to take one or two a year max. Uh, who's really up there? Who's there? Is it the deal kid? Is it Alvin Henderson? Is it both of them? Is there another guy at running back that could slide up there? Uh, the quarterback yeah. position. Do they want to? You know, do they want to go out and see him throw? Do they want to? You know. To me, that's going to the actions in the spring are going to speak a lot louder than words on X or you know right. tweeting offers and stuff. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Who they go visit to watch because I do think that's going to be part of it. I don't think they're yes. going to wait till camp season. Yeah. I I do think that spring eval season is going to kind of drive where they go with this and how they've already talked about going out to see T.J. Latif in California. I think Derek Nix and. Um, Ken Austin are going to head out there. Maybe Ben Agamai will be there with him. I think he's the area recruiter for California uh, yeah. for most of that state. Sure is. So how does that evaluation go? Do they go and visit Cutter Woods in South Carolina? Do they go see, you know, some – I know we've kind of tossed around. We're not going to put it out there right now, but there's some other prospects you and I are paying attention to that, yeah. you know, how does the evaluation go for them? You know, and then they decide, okay, let's jump in here with an offer. But you're right. Quarterback spots are the first ones to go. That's who you build your class around. And unless they just – there's a national guy they just don't like. You know what I mean? Like they can't get Juju, and you just don't love the Hill kid from Georgia. You don't love what you see from Latif. Okay, maybe you wait for one of these guys to come into camp. Maybe you say, you know what, I'm going to try and take a project quarterback that I see Mm -hmm. in camp uh, because I just don't love what's on the national circuit this year. Completely agree. And, you know, if if you believe so much in Walker Wild, which I think these guys do. This is a year, and I'm not making excuses beforehand, but I'm saying the reality is, if you if you love Walker White, this might be a year you could take a developmental guy. I yeah. agree. I, I was thinking the same thing, Jeffrey. Like I think you're going to take a high school quarterback every year, right? Like, right. Done in the days of you like, nah, man, I'm not going to take a QB mm-hmm. at all. Period. You, yeah. You stack them, and then if they don't work out, you process them into the portal. That's just how right. it works. 
Yeah, I wanted to say, too, about these quarterbacks. I think the two probably to watch right now are, like y'all said, Latif and Woods. I think Cutter Woods and TJ Latif are the two that probably you need to keep the closest eye on. And with these six guys, to me, there's three categories. I think you got the pro-style guys, which are Latif and Antoine Hill. And then you've got maybe kind of a balanced, where they're a little bit pro, a little bit can run, too. I think Julian Lewis checks every box. And then you got Hussan Longstreet is sort of in that category. And then you have Lacey and Woods, who I think are the gamers, the guys that can kind of innovate, do do some different things. So I'm curious as to what kind of guy they really go after for this. I want to see that. Would be intrigued. And listen, to, let me back up. When I say developmental guy, I mean like a Henry Brown. So Correct. right. I'm, yeah, this isn't no, you know, you know, crumbs that you're picking up. I'm, I'm talking about a Henry Brown type guy. Yep. Not not nationally recruited, a three-star kid that had, you know, a couple of offers here and there, but Hugh Freeze loves him. And judging just off of Henry Brown and Walker White, you got to think Hugh Freeze has got a pretty decent eye for quarterbacks, I'd say. I would agree with that. I think Ken Austin's got a great eye for quarterbacks. There you go. You know, and that's who's who, that's who's making this evaluation. Right. I think I think Hugh's siding with what Kent sees when he goes yeah. out there and says, "Hey, this kid can get it done, and this kid can't." Right. All right. I love talking about quarterbacks, man. And it's only going to get better, and it's going to get more in depth. It's going to get more knowledgeable as the spring goes on. Like we said earlier in this conversation, let's see who visits. Let's see who will they go visit. Let's see if any more offers come about. Um, so a lot to keep an eye on at that position. It's a uh, it's a highly interesting position for especially our members and uh, certainly for us as well. Uh, all right, we've uh, it might be a dead week, but it's never dead on Auburn Live on three. Jay had put out a post Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening for some questions from the corner. Let's get to the topics these folks want to know about. And uh, leading us off is uh, Mr. Fruby Sips. Oh, this is a good one. What edge targets are Auburn? Is Auburn in on? Yeah, what edge targets is Auburn in on? Sorry about that, Fruby Sips. You were uh, you were right. I thought it would have been R since targets are plural. They are what edge targets are Auburn in on. Huh? He's right. That doesn't. I sound think right. he's right. I, I do too. Right. I don't know why. Oh, edge is singular. There you go. <laughs> what edge well, targets is Auburn in on? Or trending for 2025 class, and what possible 2024 transfer portal additions are still out there at Edge? I don't think anybody is in the portal right now worth mentioning. At Edge is the is the Jaden Smith kid that was signed with Michigan. He's he's on an Edge, is he? So I think he could be. He, he's, okay, he's kind of a project guy. Somebody that's right now he's six two six three, uh, okay. one ninety five. But you get him at a training table. He's 230, you know, by the end of his redshirt freshman year. And then where do you project him at? He's got good balance and body control, uh, good initial first step off the edge, good twitch. So I think he could play – I think he could play box linebacker. I think he could play out on the edge. It just really depends on the way his body goes. But the interesting part of him is is that he gives you some versatility with a guy like Joe Phillips, who also kind of falls into that profile, right? He could yep. play inside. And I think he did play inside for bowl practices. Where does, you know, what is the new defensive coaching staff projecting to be? Where does DJ Durkin want him at? Does he right. think he's better at that buck outside linebacker? There you go. Or is he more of an inside guy? So it's going to be interesting to see how DJ Durkin sees it. And then, you know, 
who else do they recruit? In the 25 class, I think Cole pointed out somebody. I really like this kid. I yeah. mean, Christian Grass, Cole, get in it, like talk about Oh, yeah. Him. But yeah, from a 25 he, target, I, I think he's a really good target. He he definitely needs a, a mention. That's um, Christian Gass. He's from um, – I can't remember. Covington, right. Georgia. Covington. East Side High School, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I talked to him on the phone probably for 10 minutes. He Boy, he, uh, he had a lot to say about Auburn. And I think Auburn's going to be up there with him. He he said he didn't give me a top three officially, but he said Kentucky, Georgia, and Auburn. That, those were the three that were sort of standing out for him right now. Um, he did visit Auburn a couple weeks ago. He said that Josh Aldridge came by his school and was like, hey, you're coming to Auburn this weekend. <laughs> it wasn't a question. It was more like, hey, we'll see you there. And uh, he, he loved it. His parents loved it. You know, it, it all went really well, it sounds like. And he loved DJ Durkin. Gave us some intel on DJ Durkin, actually. That was really good stuff. Um, the intel, you know, he, he told us, look, I'm not really just an outside linebacker or an edge. Uh, sort of a big safety that's a three-level player. And it's what I call it. So they can drop back to safety level and cover or walk up to linebacker territory or come all the, all the way down the edge. There's not a lot of guys out there like that. And Auburn, DJ Durkin specifically thinks Christian Gass is a guy that is exactly perfect for that role. So I think he's one you need to pay attention to. And then Zion Grady is the other edge, sure. of course. <clears throat> and then 2024 for transfer portal. I, don't, I just don't know. In my opinion, they need another edge. Because if, if Jalen McLeod goes down again like he did this season, you are in a real – I mean, I just think you're in a bind. No, I, I agree. I mean, obviously, they're going to take the spring to see kind of how quickly do they think the high school kids can help them. But I'm with you, Cole. That doesn't – I mean, it, unless one of those kids is just significantly better than I think they're going to be in their freshman year, it, I just – I wouldn't feel comfortable as a defensive coordinator rolling in with that being my only option. Right. You know, it worked for Miami for this past year. Obviously, Reuben Bain had a phenomenal year for them as a freshman yeah. off the edge. Yeah. But – Reuben Bain is a uh, he's a different kind of dude, right? And I just I don't know without seeing these kids in action if you could project them the same way and think, okay, I can be comfortable rolling with that. But that's what the spring's for. They'll right. get a good a good look at that, and they'll be they'll know how to to move forward. But as far as the edge board goes, that'll develop in the spring portal window. Like I haven't seen Auburn targeting anybody that's presently in the portal at edge. There's a couple of guys from Arizona that jumped in after Jed Fish left and went to Washington that I've been kind of monitoring to see if Auburn would make a move, and it just doesn't seem like they're in a rush to jump on anybody right now. They're going to yeah. wait and see how this spring portal flushes out. I agree. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Eli Double-Ott wants to know, who do we – this is a good question. I think, Cole, you hit it really quick there at the end. Realistically, Cole, Auburn's realistic shot of those six guys that you mentioned, known guys that we mentioned, uh, Eli doesn't think uh, K.J. Lacey or Juju Lewis ends up at Auburn. I wouldn't argue with him. I don't either. So realistically, Cole, give me – I think you said uh, Latif. Latif and, and Cutter Woods. Cutter Woods. But Antoine Hill's in there too. I just don't yeah. know how, how much they like him. I'm not sure yet. May so, depend on where where Auburn has him. It, yeah. Typically, if you're going to offer someone like Cutter Woods this late, you, you like him. You're not messing around. Right. So I think he's in there. And then TJ Latif, uh, just from talking to him, it really seemed like they're telling him, that we like you, we we can't wait to see you throw, and if that all goes well, 
watch out. And look, if they push for him, I think he's coming. I think he's in. That's the impression I got from talking to him, really. Good stuff from Eli. Double off there. Let's see here. War Dad Eagle 2 wants to know, over under of signing one and a half five stars in 2025 class, who's taking the over? Uh, do you think Auburn signs two five stars? Ooh. I'm going to go under. It's so difficult, man. Even in this 2024 class, Auburn only ended up with one. I'm going to go under. I mean, uh, uh, industry ranking, you know, consensus. I think the 24-7 composite have Auburn with more than one. I think they did. I think they had him with two, but Auburn, it, like that, because uh, I think Amaris Amaris Williams on their site was a five star. Oh, composite. I think. No, either way, yeah, yeah. But either, I, think they, I think they ended up with two. I'm going to go with one, but I do think the blue chip ratio in this class is going to be better. Like I think it's going to be a who's who of four stars, but I just don't see that five star right now that makes me think you're going to get multiple. I think you're going to get one. But I don't know that you're going to get two. I'm, I'm looking at the top, let's just say, 30. Uh, Naeem Alford is in there. Juju Lewis is in there. Zayden Walker is in there. Caleb Cunningham is in there. Uh, I, right now, I wouldn't predict any of those guys. Uh, Josh Petty is in there. Just some of the familiar names that I'm looking through that's kind of jumping out. That's really – this is so early, guys. Remember that. So you never know where these guys are going to end up. But yeah, because Cam Coleman was not a five star this time last year. Oh, he was a three star, right? Yeah, you he was I mean? a three star. Like, so the the easy play here is under. Definitely easy play is under right now, but we'll, we'll see. You know yeah, I, mean? I, think, I think I would go over honestly. Okay. Okay. The reason for that is it, it, there's two reasons. Number one, usually we're wrong this time of year on those questions. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it just it, it goes so haywire from what you think it's gonna do every year. It does. Like you think well, one thing right now, it's gonna be totally different. Well, uh, I'm to of, be fair to us, of the guys right now who are in line to get a five star, of those thirty guys that yeah. I just looked through and named, under I don't see Auburn. Yeah, right, right. Ask us again at the end of August. That number will change. Ask us again at the end of October. That number might have changed. But as of, as of the guy, as of right now, according to all three rankings, the under is the easy play. How about yes. that? I, I think my reason, my other reason for saying it is that rankings have gotten so there's so much more change in rankings now, in my opinion. Yes, a lot it's, of turnover, up and down, up and down, a lot of turnover, a lot of changes in those five stars. Because I think the reason is because they want to get the five stars right because it reflects well when they get drafted in the first round. They want to make sure it's right, so. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. I, I think Auburn might have one or two in there. I hear you. And, and, and these days, there's a lot more to evaluate. There are a lot more, <clears> yeah, there's a lot more combines, a lot more eyes on the prize, if you will. And so a lot, a lot, of, a lot of different opinions coming in at all times. So, uh, yeah, ask us again. Right now, we'll say one or under. Uh, let's see here, Limer DB. Uh, if Auburn had its pick of the litter at offensive line, we all love some offensive line, especially in this class, which do they take and why? Do, uh, do we circle back to Brandon Jacobs being a legacy? Braden Jacobs, excuse me. Uh, Braden Jacobs committed to Clemson. Clemented. I sound like uh, Elijah Pritchett. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was oh perfect. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> 
He, did he commit to Clemson? He did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt Luke jumped on him hard. I, and I'm going to be honest. I think of the three of us on this platform, I think I talked about him more than, than you guys, and that's probably because your intel didn't reflect that he was all that high on Auburn's board. Like, I think he was a name. Yeah. But not somebody they were just absolutely in love with. And so I don't know that we double back there. I think the tackle board, and I'm going to put out um, kind of five names to know as far as each offensive and defensive position. He would not be in my five names on the offensive tackle board right now. Josh Petty would be? Yes. Uh, yeah. Micah DeBose would be? Yes. Juan Gaston would be? Travars Dice. Travars Dice yeah. would be? Honestly, that's the four. If you're saying there's four, it's it's Juan Gaston, Josh Petty, Tavares Dice, and uh, who was the other one we just said? Micah DeBose. Yeah, Micah DeBose. And you might even throw Dontrell Glover in there. I know they're really high on him too, but those are guys that are way up there on the board. Would you say Carday Smith? No. Okay. And, and maybe eventually. Not right now, I don't think. Another name we saw, Chad Simmons had a story out earlier this week. Mario Nash has Auburn in his top group. He's from Mississippi. Um, yeah, I think he's I don't know a where, little bit. I was going to say, I don't know where board. he stands for Auburn on Auburn's board. But uh, I, I hear those four guys. And, of course, you've already got commitment from Spencer Dowland. So those four guys probably be the main, one, main ones. And, uh, again, some of the maybe Tier B guys, Tier 2 guys would be Mal Waltrip. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and Mal could move into a tier one. Can Absolutely. Little, you know, and listen, I, I don't know that he's not. Right. Yeah, I mean, a- accurate. You know I mean, let me give you a guy that I'm I'm tracking on that I think is a tier one that we haven't discussed here, and he's a kid from Kansas, but has some ties to Auburn. Yes, Andrew exactly. Babalola. Is that how you say his last name? That's exactly how you pronounce it. Yeah, I figured I, it was. I figured <laughs> it was. Jayhead, I've been trying to get him on the phone for two weeks now. <laughs> okay. So uh, I know who he is. I, I, I've heard a little bit about him, but I wanted to check in with him. I haven't been able to get up with him. So he is somebody, though. That's a good call on that. He's uh, Stretch's cousin. Maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Baba, Baba Tunde. <laughs> I think there is some traction there with Auburn. I, I don't know all the details yet. That's why I haven't brought his name up because I want to try to Fill it out a little bit, see if he's going to maybe visit in spring or something. Sure, think it's possible though. I do think it's possible he visits in the spring. Okay, uh, now, man, you know this this O line cycle is going to be totally different because we said a hundred times last cycle, just maybe not as much at the top in the southeast region as as you'd hope or as Auburn would hope. I think it's different this year. I think it's a lot better. The class is pretty full significantly better and much deeper and Auburn's in a much better position with the top end guys than they were this time last year. Like I I feel like Jake Thornton was kind of transitioning offensive line boards, trying to juggle it with what, you know, they brought in with the transfer portal, what they felt like they needed within the offense as far as what was a fit. And so now you're, you're a cycle in, you know what you need, you know, you've already built relationships with. And I think the need is deeper in this for a high school offensive lineman. Like I, I think you truly need five, maybe six yeah. high school offensive linemen in this class with what you're going to lose to graduation and potentially to the portal. And the tier one was all over the map last year with yeah. Preston Talmua from Hawaii or wherever he was from. DeAndre Carter from California. Um, you know, uh, Daniel Calhoun. 
Daniel Calhoun was a guy that, that was probably tier one for them. His tier one is all right here. You know, Josh Petty and Juan Gaston are both from Georgia. You, you What's the case you both from the Midwest? Texas. Texas. There you go. Um, let's see. All right, Deco on 24. Man, listen, you know how I know these computers and smart devices listen? We talked about David Cohn last week. Yeah. Dude, he was like pulled up. Uh, you know, it was like an ad for David Cohn. I don't know what it was. but yeah, like, man, I'm telling you, dude, I haven't heard the name David Cohn in 30 years. And we talk about him, and I turn my phone on like the next night. It's like, David Cohn, record, record, or whatever it was. I think he was fighting. He hit, he beamed somebody when they were fighting. He was tough some bitch, man. Yeah, he was. <clears throat> um, let's see. Decone 24. What is the probability of us landing one, two, and or three of the five stars we are in the hunt for in the 2025 class in basketball? Oh, wow. That's a great question, man. Uh, and, and listen, Jasper Johnson <clears throat> is the number 12, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw him. He's coming in for an official visit this weekend. And I'm going to throw him in as a five star, although I think they haven't ranked five stars past I think eight or nine, um, because right. I think AJ Dibanta. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Bryson Tiller, Tiller yeah. is the number nine overall recruit, and he's still a four star. So I would think anywhere from the top. If you're in the top twenty right now on three industry ranking, you're a future five star, if nothing else. Um, it's so tough with basketball, man. So tough with basketball, J-Head. Okay, Dibansta's coming in in March. He's the number one overall recruit in the country. Consensus, I believe, um, number one. He's coming in. Caleb Wilson visited last week. He's the number four player. He's a five-star. Malik Thomas visited a couple weeks ago. He's a five-star, number six. So three of the top six players have or will visit Auburn in the uh, in, in in the past <laughs> month. Or the next six weeks. Wow, it's top three of the top six. Throw in Bryson Tiller. That's four of the top nine. And then Jasper Johnson makes it five of the top 12 basketball players in the country have or will visit Auburn this season. That's wild. So there's, man, it's, it's tough. What, what was the question again? The probability? Oh. There's, it, listen, football is tr- is almost it, listen. Basketball's always been hard to predict because you've got you know apparel deals and you know AAU and handlers and you know this and that. There was so different. Whereas football was kind of like uh, unless you were getting a bag late, you kind of had a pretty good idea. Um, who, who are the guys projected to to leave from this current basketball team? Or how many are you losing potentially? So for sure, you're losing Jalen Williams. He's gone. Yeah. Uh, this is his COVID season. My assumption, <laughs> my assumption. Not is, even when I was doing a thumbs up when I was counting, though. Oh, there you go. <laughs> my assumption is Jani Broom. Jani's got to go. Yeah. yeah, that he's going to turn pro after this year. Uh, yeah. As unfortunate as that would be for Auburn, but that's sure. two. Katie Johnson has another year. Is he going to really come back for a COVID season? I don't I know. Like he's been here forever, and he's transferred from Georgia. Correct, but he came in in 2020, so him and Sharif, same class. Wow, crazy. Sharif's like retiring from <laughs> overseas right now, huh? Katie? You would, you would think, right? But Katie's got another season. Uh, Denver's got another season. So really two right now. Chad Baker's got another season. So, yeah, realistically, Dylan's got a uh, – Dylan is another kid that came in in 2020. Wow. He's got a COVID year that he could opt into. 
So it could it's anywhere from two to four, in my opinion, is what okay. you're looking at, because it depends on what KD and what Dylan do. And then don't forget, Bruce didn't fill all of his scholarships this past year because you've oh, also yeah. got. And I don't know that he ever will. I feel like he said either on the record or off that he might always have that 13th available. I think so. I think he uses it to reward a, a walk-on, to be completely honest, because it's so hard to fill yeah, out. He did. Didn't he give someone? Yeah, he gave uh, uh, Lior went on last year, didn't he? Leopard Was it Chandler Leopard? Yeah, it was, that's exactly who yeah. it was. So, yeah. well, then Leo Berman's coming off, so that's another one. So it's it's There you go. So probably three to five is what you're looking that's at. That's right. He's using the 13th as a one-year. Yep. That's right. You walk on, you get to be a senior, and you put in the work. You're going to get a scholarship for a year. That's yeah. right. So that's that's three. Right. He's got three spots coming open. And then what does Chris Moore do? Chris Moore's another 2020 kid. Potentially. So make three to that's six. That's a big class, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, a massive they, class. They could have some some a few departures there, more than we maybe thought. And you got to expect one or two is going to – Chris Moore is going to want to go to, you know, Arkansas State and be a starter and play. I, I don't know this. I'm just saying somebody, somebody like yeah. that. Dylan right. maybe wants to go and get get some big minutes. and um, So, so but at least three. Well, because I think Janai's gone. I think he would I think it would be in his best interest to leave after this year. Agreed. And realistically, if Janai did come back, you know Dylan's gone at that point. So it's three either which way it goes, in my honest opinion. Okay. Jalen's gone. Janai's probably gone. Uh, the walk-on's gone. So that's three. Attrition. Somebody leaves. That's four. And you got to think Bruce is not going to fill those with high school kids. He's going to fill. His, he's going to get as many of these studs as he can. But what are you thinking? One of these five guys I just mentioned. And of those five, all of those are twenty twenty-five guys. None of them are. They won't even be here. That's right. The, none of them are twenty-four. So everything right. you. Tahad is the only one. Yeah, Tahad is the only. Is I don't know. And Jakai. Jakai. So you got two spots filled. Out of that. That's right. So that now you're down to – so you've got two of the – what we expect to be three to four spots open. So you've got one to two – I'm on the wrong team. I'm on the wrong team. Am I right? No, am you're I, right. Yeah, am so, I? Yeah, because Ja'Kai Howard's coming in. you got two and, coming and, in and three going out. For sure. Three going out for sure. Look at the balloons, man. Happy birthday, Jessica. I know. <laughs> uh, so you probably got – I would think anywhere between one to three more, they're going to be going out. So those will all be portal players. Uh, Decon, I, I wish I, – I, I, the thing is that these guys are so nationally touted. And, I mean, Kentucky, everybody's after these cats, dude. It's uh, – man, I, I think getting, getting one of those guys would be remarkable achievement. And it can be done because he's done it a lot. He's done it a lot. Bruce Pearl has done it a lot. Todd Pettiford's a stud. Landed a five-star last two classes stud. in a row. Okay. It, and it, overtime elite right over here in Atlanta. Stacked. Yeah, and Auburn's building a nice connection there. Yes. I mean, from my intel, I, th- I think they've laid some really good groundwork with overtime elite in Atlanta. I, I get Bryson Tiller and Caleb Wilson mixed up, but one of them was here uh, for the Bama game. Was it Bryson? I think that was Tiller, right? I think yes, I think it was Bryson Tiller, and then Caleb was here for that. And then, you know, there's no telling who's going to be here for the Kentucky game unofficially. We know Jasper Johnson's coming for an unofficial, uh, an official visit, but there'll be others there. I'll uh, have a hope scoops later this week, try to uh, figure out who all is going to be there. But 
This uh, this twenty twenty five class is going to get interesting if Auburn can stay in the hunt for five of those twelve top twelve guys. So uh, let's see. FMD, good stuff there, DK. Appreciate you, big dog. FMD, who are we looking for at for center, punter, and guard? Oh, okay. Uh, so center. I mean, I think that's going to be it. Just. Let's combine center and guard, Cole. Did, 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 yeah. did we talk about Mal Waldrop possibly playing center? Yep, we did. Yep. And, and I, I think that's in Mal's game. And did did anybody from the twenty four class? Nobody from the twenty four. Now the twenty three, you took two centers because I do believe Braden Joiner's a center. Like I think that's where, I think that's where he's going to slot in this year. And there, you're right, in con- Connor Lou and so Connor didn't redshirt, and then you obviously had right. Braden that did. So you got a year in between those two guys, but you're probably looking for a center in this class. Yeah, your 2024 center was probably going to be Cohen Eccles if they got him. Right. There you go. So there's a spot. Uh, right now, I don't know. It's kind of the days of like, hey, you're just a center. That's over, I think. You have to be both. You got to say, "Hey, I'm I'm a center and a guard." It helps your stock as a recruit. Honestly, you can't just say I'm a center. So, we're looking at interior offensive linemen here. You know, Dontrell Glover, um, Mal Waldrip, some of these guys. Did Tanner Shaw leave? Did he take a coaching position somewhere? Tanner uh, Burns. Tanner Burns. Tanner Shaw is a I think he's still South there. Carolina quarterback. Yeah. Well, Connor Shaw. still here. Yeah. Connor Shaw. Okay, good. So, so Tanner was – is he still in uh, over the special teams? He yep. is. So you just signed – I think you just signed, even if it was a preferred walk-on, two deep snappers, the Towns Magoo, and was there another kicker? Yeah, Gabe Russo. Gabe yeah. Russo. And I know I, – I don't think either one of those are uh, exclusive to field goals. Right. Well, no, the the kid from Auburn High School is exclusive to being a kicker. Kicker, okay. I don't think he's a combo guy. I think he's Gabe, just a kicker. Gabe Russo can punt. I, I know Alex McPherson can. I watched him do it. I watched him at the Under Armour game last year, but I don't know if that's what they want to do with him. Yeah. Being the the main guy, how much longer is he going to be there, depending on how good he is, which he's has a, a good career going on right now. So, yeah, punter's interesting. That's the one that just – Usually that's one that just pops up and you're Cole, like, wow. I tell you one interior prospect that we left off um, that we need to talk about, Ty Buster from North Carolina. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's one for sure. There's another kid out of Georgia I'm tracking. I'm losing his name right now. But there are a couple of really good interior prospects. I think Ty's going to be a four-star player before it's all said and done. Like I, I really liked what I saw good. From, good. His, from his junior highlight uh, cut-ups. I, I think he's a really solid prospect on the interior. Keaton. Keaton Jones is another one from Kansas too that I talked yeah. to. Um, not sure, I'm not entirely sure what he is yet, but he's one to probably track. Okay. I was looking through the uh, interior offensive line offers. Just I think y'all have named most of the guys I would have that that at least look familiar to me. Uh, so that's. And then our current commitment is an offensive line. I think he's a guard. I mean, I. Yeah, I'd agree. That's Cortez Smith. Yeah. Interior guy, Dontrell Glover is listed as an interior guy. Um, let's see. That's it. That's it. All right, let's see. WDE John 10, not to be confused with WDE John 9, 
How many total players do you expect us to take this year, and are the majority expected to be offense or defense? I think we said 20 to 24? 20 to 25, I think, somewhere in that range. I think you're losing estimatedly around 23 to 24 players in this class. So contingent on where the numbers are, what your attrition's looking like after the season, like who's turning pro early, who may be not developing um, and at the rate that the coaching staff wants them to and they're interested in going into the portal. Maybe somebody that gets, let's be honest here, tamper season's a real thing. Maybe somebody yeah. gets tampered into the portal. I think you have to account for that at this point. Definitely. And realistically, that's that's part of roster management these days is recruiting the guys on your own team and retaining them with NIL. Like that is a huge part of knowing who you need to retain and who you can let go. Because they, I mean, that's, that's just part of it. I mean, it's right. it's the way it works. So uh, I think it's going to be rather balanced when it comes to offense and defense. Like defensive line is obviously going to be a big class. We expect the offensive line to match that. Maybe not as many wide receivers, but they've already got two tight ends. We'll likely add a third. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a couple I'm of running you. backs, a quarterback. I think gone are the days of just it, like you've got to stack every position. Like you take you one, you take one yeah. at each. You know, and then you let the numbers sort themselves out yes. on best player available. You can't do what – and I don't want to hammer him because I, I, I do like him, but Gus would, you know, take like five running backs in one class and like what what yes. are we doing? You know, you're overloading your roster in one yeah, area. He would recruit four or five positions each class. Yeah. We're going to do these four or five this year, and the next year we're going to do these four or fives. And, you know, th- or at least that's the way it seemed. Yeah. It did. It, that, that was the perception, right? Re- reality right. or not, that's the way it felt. Right. Uh, let's see. Oh, buddy, Colt. How many O line do we sign, and what are your projections as of today? O line. So you've got Spencer Dowland committed. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we talking four to five at the end of the day? I think okay. five to six. Okay. Yeah, I agree. So four to five more. Yeah, four to five more. Continue what uh, you can get. I think the, the four we mentioned earlier, y'all mentioned earlier, Debose, uh, Petty. Yep, Juan Gaston. Juan Gaston and uh, Dice. Dice. You you start there, buddy. Glover, yes. Yeah, start there. Maybe you add a tie buster. Maybe you add a – Mal Waldrop. A Mal Waldrop, something like that, uh, because you do need some interior players in this class as well. They can't all be tackles. So. Keaton Jones, Andrew Babalola. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good guys out there, man. You ought to be able to find five to six or four to five more. That um, and, and listen, I think that position is going to be huge in June for the summer camps. Yes. Love that. And I love offensive linemen in the summer camp. I love defensive linemen in the summer camp. You see so much more. Uh, I can at least in person watching yeah. them one on ones. I don't know if they're fl- hip flexors or whatever, they're shooting the moon or whatever. But I know <laughs> whether or not they're good or not. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. that guy's really good. All right, I don't yeah. know what it is about him, but he's really good. No, Cole can go. Yeah, he's, 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 I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever you said, dude. <laughs> he won. That's all I know. Uh, so, all right, 83 underscore Tigers. Any word on players who stand out in winter workouts? Heard some buzz. We've mentioned a couple of names in the past. Um, continue to hear great things about Bryce Kane. Yeah, his name always comes up. Bryce Kane. Of course, uh, it's been Kane. real quiet lately because that's yeah. with the way things are. I mean, they're still going through workouts. Don't worry about that. But. Now, I think at this point, you're, what, three weeks into the winter workouts? Is it three, three and a half, whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah. 
the ones who were struggling maybe in the first week are now starting to catch up with the ones who were standing out in the first week. And that's that's exactly how it should be. They're they're going, all right, we're learning the program now. We're right there with you neck and neck. So probably less buzz from that standpoint of who's standing out. Uh, but Bryce Kane was the one that always comes up. Seth Wilford is always coming up. Um, yeah, I hear a lot about Jay Crawford, Jalen Crawford. Yeah, he, you mentioned him. Yeah. I think he's doing Cam, well. So. Cam Coleman has come up in my conversations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's not like we talk to guys who have a, a, the entire roster and go, no, no, yes, yes, yes. We talk to this guy who knows about this position, and these are the guys that are standing about at the offensive line. And, okay, this guy knows about the tight end. So and we don't have to, anybody talking to us about the linebackers, or we haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about the D-line. You know, So this is not a – if you don't hear their names, it doesn't mean anything. This is just the guys that we've heard from the limited conversations that we've had. Let me ask you guys yeah. a question, kind of an ad lib off of what that question was. Who is the player you're most interested to see when spring starts? Like you just – what are they going to be? Spring, Seth, so that takes Seth away. Seth Wilford. Mm. Are you counting right. uh, transfers too? Yeah, counting transfers. Like, who are you most interested to see when spring starts? Sam Jackson. You just name mine. Like, I, I don't buy the hype. Like, I, I you know, what I mean, I, I've heard people discuss his name and I've seen it on the board, but I am interested. He, he's the Hollywood of 2024, right? Yeah. I mean, as far as hype goes, remember Hollywood, uh, Shane Hollywood, or whatever his name is, what's his name? Hooks. Hollywood Hooks. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. talking about him. He's going to be a great pickup, all this other stuff. Nick Martiner was in there. We were probably oh. talking about Nick Martiner. <laughs> right. But I want to uh, see how – he was such a dynamic athlete at California when he had the ball in his hand. What does he look like at wide receiver? Like I'm completely fascinated about when he puts pads on, what's he going to look like? Not running routes on air. Like when he has an opportunity to compete and thud up, what's it going to look like? I've got four guys in the front seven on defense. I want to see T.J. Lindsey. Yes. Okay. I want to see Amaris Williams. I want to see Joe Phillips, and I want to see D.J. DJ Barber. And you could probably throw in Riddick in there as well. Like, sure. I'm excited about this front seven, these young guys. I agree. I think that's it. Zach, I mean, I, Zach, I think – Zach says Cam Coleman, of course. Okay. Needs to be ready to play day one. Yeah, you got to see him. Don't you know, everybody's going to be huddled around him wherever he's at. Like, man. I tell you what. The most, the person I've heard the most about is just being a leader, stud, game changer. Can you say on the straight face? <laughs> Peyton Thorns. <laughs> I'm just messing with our people now. If you're, if your dad's listening or something, I don't know. I, I love I Peyton Thorn, dude. I'm just making a joke. I thought you were gonna say Dylan Gentry. Oh, <laughs> look in the chat. Hey. Go call this year. <laughs> oh, Dylan's my boy now. Dylan's my boy. I, I will say this, man. I know for a fact him, Cam, Bryce, and Walker White are throwing at midnight on some nights. Which is awesome. That dude, I'm telling you, that that, that I, I know y'all can make fun of him and stuff, and I, I get my shot in here or there, but Dylan's my boy. I like his folks. I like him. He's a good dude. <laughs> really like him. And listen. I don't expect him to make a big impact at Auburn, but I would not be surprised if three or four years from now he's got finishes the year with 15 catches for 200 yards. And a it wouldn't. It would not be the first walk-on wide receiver at Auburn to make an impact. You know, we we've got a got a nice history of those guys. 
uh, he he's a he's a ball player. Like, it, it, no, don't get me wrong. If, if him and Cam Coleman's not best friends, he's not at Auburn. He might be at Alabama A and M or HBCU or uh, uh, a Troy. I don't, uh, I don't know if he's Troy good. But he's a good ball player. He's not yeah. just a, he's not he's not just a token Cam Coleman guy, although he is. But he's he's at least a legitimate athlete. I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, you are if if you're. Playing and starting and catching passes and touchdown passes at Central, you're doing something right. Uh, he put up some numbers with yeah. Dalen Upshaw on one side and Cam Coleman on the other. He put up some numbers. Correct. I mean, he was he was up over 500 yards receiving this past year as a high school. We uh, we didn't mention him, but obviously Walker White. Everybody's going to want to see him. Damn right, Cole. Absolutely. But, but you know, uh, I'll throw one out of left field. Uh, I, I really want to see Rico Walker. I I just okay. think that guy has the look, and you know. Tight end is not um, that position that gets everybody all excited, but it, it should be. I don't know if you just watched the Super Bowl, but tight end's a big part of both of those offenses. Damn right. They're starting to become more of offenses in college, too. So I, I think Rico Walker's, that, Rico Walker's that hybrid guy that's a lot like Rivaldo Fairweather, I think can make a somewhat similar impact in that way. So I, I, I like him. I want to see what he's going to do. Zach, you're correct. He said uh, Dylan Gentry or or, or an All-American at North Alabama. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Let's see. Oh, Hollywood. Uh, The offensive line appears to be as deep and talented as we've had in a few years. That's very accurate. It's not saying much, but it's still very accurate. Uh, What's needed to put the D-line at the same level, and can that happen by August? Cole says load up, big dog. Yeah. What does the what does the portal provide? That's the question. You know, you you are subject to what the portal provides. If it's me, I feel like you need a nose guard. Like that is the biggest thing in probably DJ Durkin's uh, defense right now. If we're going to run some three man front, I mean, if we're going to run odd front, I think you need somebody there to compete with Trill Carter and Jason Jones. Like I just I don't think that's enough with what you've got right now. I agree. Second in that is a three tech. Uh, or a four eye. I think you could use another one of those that could bring in some interior pressure. But those, those are the two positions to me, and then obviously the edge position. Like I, I think one, two, three. Like if I'm naming needs, like that's what you need on the defensive line, in my opinion, is one of each uh, to to feel significantly better about the the room the way it's currently constructed. I I think in order for it to be better or to get to that level with the offensive line, you need a not only do you have to go get someone from the transfer portal, Gage Keys and Trill Carter are good, but they may not be around very long. I think you need a young guy to help to help build in that room, because unless if you don't, you're just going to start over again. So you're saying like a Dylan Sendo? Yeah, uh, yeah, somebody younger. Uh, to, to me, why the guy from West Virginia was a good candidate for that. He was a younger guy, had two or three years left. They didn't okay, get him. They they need a guy like that. Who's a young already, guy with a little bit of experience. Yeah, who's already talented, can play, but actually, you know, but actually stays with you and helps you keep building because you don't want to just reset everything next year and then it's your three guys you got from the high school class. They, they may not be fully ready to take on 50 snaps a game. So that's that's I, I think you have a chance to do that in this spring window or the after spring window. Let's see, oh, Tropum. 
it's not actually T or it might be a capital O or a zero. We'll go with we'll go with tropum. Tropum. Tropum, ropum. All right, what does a typical day of winter workout? This is a good question, man. I, I'm I'm curious if you guys know this because I don't. Yeah. What does a typical day Cole, of winter workouts look like, and what do these kids normally rack up in the calorie department? Uh, is each position group training differently? Well, <laughs> if it's anything like when I was in college, we had to sign in for meals. If you missed a meal, you, you'd end up pushing the plate, which it was a punishment. Oh. You know, put the plate, the 45-pound plate, flat on the ground. You got to push it around all day. It makes my back hurt just thinking about it. I'm talking about missing lunch. Hey, you didn't sign in for lunch. You got to push the plate today because they consider that a very important part. And, look, Auburn's on a way another level than what we were doing. Okay. Are, are we talking sunrise workouts and um, training? Are we talking like an all-day yeah, so deal? Winter's more so – you're going to get into that in the spring. I guess you got a right. class. So here's the thing: you got, if you've seen the schedule, you got three days of practice in the spring. Okay, the other two days they ain't just chilling. They're going to have what's called like a mat room or mat drills or something like that, where it's the most intense, hellacious workout you could ever imagine. It's much worse than what they're doing here for winter workouts. Some of these guys that feel like they're starting to get the hang of it, they're going to get knocked right back down again. That's how that goes. Winter workouts is to get you ready for that. You know, yeah, and I think winter workouts, they, as far as class schedule goes, Jeffrey, that's going to kind of rotate what group you're in, whether you're going to be morning, whether you're going to be in the afternoon. They're going to kind of balance around that. They're also going to kind of group you together by your position grouping, so you're going to have, you know, yeah. line of scrimmage guys. You're going to have mid-skill, and so mid-skills, your tight ends and linebackers, and then you're going to have your skill yeah. spots that are going to be working out together. And then as far as, like, training table, each player is going to be set up. Like, you're going to have met with your position coach and then obviously the strength staff and the nutritionist, and you're going to have your own individual weight plan of what you're supposed to consume from a calorie caloric intake standpoint each day and then kind of a meal-structured stand base of, like, hey, these are the kind of things we need you to eat, you know what I mean, to be able to add the right weight. So it's going to be very structured. Each player is going to have their own plan. It's not going to be like – like you remember back in the day in high school when you're like your strength coach and or your head coach is like, hey, weight gain 2,000, every meal, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, eat three meals a day. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same generic weight plan for everybody. The reason I have blood pressure problems now, is that what you're talking about? There you go, right? <laughs> the whey protein all this stuff. Oh, the Joe Weeder whey protein. Yeah. I can still taste the grain right now. <laughs> All right, this is a good one to go out on. Don Draper, depth chart prediction post-spring. Uh, don't even have to go too deep. Maybe just the starters. Prediction right. post-spring. Uh, well, pre-spring, because post-spring is going to be different. We're going to actually get to see these guys. Uh, we're going to hear a lot more. There's going to be a lot more tele- yeah. tape, if you will. Um, so, let's start at offense. Uh, let's go quarterback first. Peyton, Peyton Thorne. Yeah, to me it's Peyton Thorne. Peyton Jarquez. Jarquez Hunter, definitely starting running back, starting tight ends, Rivaldo Fairweather, Luke Deal. I don't think Mm -hmm. there's any question on that. Wide receiver, that's where it gets interesting. What do you guys think there? Pre-spring, it's going to have a lot to do with winter workouts. What do you think? Where Cam Coleman walks out the first day is post-spring. 
Okay. Yeah, but we can't. I mean, I just I don't want to answer post spring right now. Do you? Like, do, I, I guess no, we can. I, well, I, I, I do think Cam Coleman is going to start in August. Right. Let's go post spring. Let's just. Okay. The, you there know you mean, Screw it. Let's just let's try here. All right. Yeah, just shot in the dark. Unless something happens. Hell, this is how I see it shaking out right now. No, we'll stay with post-spring. All right, because I, I feel good about Peyton Thorne post-spring being the starter uh, at quarterback. Yeah. Yep. I, I, every one of those I just named, I feel good. So wide, wide, wide receiver post-spring, Caleb Burton, Robert Lewis, yeah. Cam Coleman. There they, you go. Those are my three starters. I'll, I'll say Robert Lewis, Jay Fair, Cam Coleman. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't argue with either one of those two choices. I do think uh, – no, that's, that's good. That's good. Let's uh, – offensive line right to left. Right tackle is going to be too tall. Yeah, too yeah. tall Miller. Uh, yeah. Right guard, I'm going to go with – Dylan Wade. I'll go, oh. I was actually going to go Jeremiah Wright and have Dylan Wade at my left guard, but whatever you think, Cole. Okay. No, either way. So how I about really, to me, it, I, you know, right or left guard, however you decide, it, it can be. Just depends on what you're trying to do. Sometimes you you want a heavier side or something, but you know, whatever. I, I think I, I, left or right for him, Connor yep. Lou center. Yes, left tackle mm-hmm. is Percy Lewis. Post spring, yeah, probably. Post, yeah. It, I mean, they could have him bracketed with Tyler Johnson because I think Tyler Johnson really yeah, is going to push for that I spot. I hear you. I hear you. And then Seth Wilford right behind too tall on the other side. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're going to have a legitimate competition into fall practice between those four. Like, I, I, I literally think they're going to push each other. I, and I tell you, we, y'all have mentioned this before about subbing in, rotating these tackles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Percy Lewis being your uh, passing downs guy and, you know, who knows how they rotate, whether they put Tyler Johnson or, you know, move Dylan Wade out the tackle and bring in Seth Wilford at guard or, or you know, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, there's going to be a lot of – if that's what they're going to do. But they brought yeah. Percy Lewis in to play left tackle, let's be honest here. Yeah. yeah. I would think that he would have to have a really bad spring practice, in my opinion, for him not to probably be number one on the depth chart. Now, again, they could have him bracketed to try to continue that competition into spring, into fall practice. And – I've heard really great things about Tyler Johnson. You know, obviously, our JUCO All-American, Seth Wilford, definitely good things about him. And then probably the one I'm interested in, Jake Muskrat. You know, hey, I, I was thinking about him. Where are you going to find – I, I, I think it was Jake Thornton. I was sitting down in the lobby, and he was like, man, that – you know, he, he was praising Jaden Muskrat. The kid played – you know, snaps at right tackle in that LSU game. And you really, I mean, like, he looked like he belonged on the field. Like, I didn't see him and think, okay, this is a kid that's, that needs to go down a level. Like, he competed. He competed his ass off in that game. Now, I think he's going to play more on the interior this year. And I think he does have a higher floor than Jeremiah Wright. Like, I, I believe that to be true. I think the kid's floor is higher than Jeremiah's. I just tend to think if Jeremiah's right and he's healthy, <clears throat> that his yeah. ceiling is higher. Uh, because of what he, the power in his game, specifically on the interior to move guys in the run game, I think you get a little bit more. But I'm really interested, man. Like I, I think Jade Muskrat's going to get legitimate snaps, be a swing guy for you that could play tackle, could play guard. Yeah, I think Clay Whedon, those guys still a year away. Yeah, 
Clay's a, Clay's a year away, and I think they'll pair him with the uh, – <clears throat> who's the tackle we brought in in this year's past class, the high school kid? Favor Edwin. Yeah, Favorite, I think yes. I, I think they'll pair them together on the third team at tackle. <clears throat> it's nice to be talking about the third team and some legitimate, legitimate prospects. Yeah, your third team probably includes Favor Edwin and DeAndre Carter. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, wow. potent- Braden Joyner. Yeah, uh, maybe Tate Johnson. <laughs> maybe Eston Harris. That's right. Yeah. Gosh. You know what I mean? Some names, man. Dylan some names. Dylan Cinder. You know, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. I mean, I think you're going to have legitimate competition. And then I guess the nervousness that's going to come after spring is, does anybody think they want to jump in the portal because they're not where they want to be on the depth chart? Very and I promise you, Hugh Freeze doesn't want it, me sitting on a podcast pontificating about where they are on the depth chart. He's just trying to keep them in the fold, man. Yeah, right. Hmm. Lots of – man, this is going to be fun. Uh, again, spring practice kicks off February 27th. They're going to go three straight days to uh, to get things started off, February 27th, 28th, 29th. And uh, then they'll uh, take a few weeks off. They'll take almost two weeks off. Am I looking at that right? Yeah, February 27th. They'll, then they'll kick back March the 12th. That's uh, spring break. So they're going to get three practices in before spring break, and then they're going to come back and, and continue pick back up <clears throat> March the 12th. And then the A-Day game will conclude the spring practices on Saturday, April the 6th. All right, let's get, get to some how about yous. How about yous? I've got, uh, I've got six. Okay. I've been trying to keep mine at three, but I actually have five this week. I, I had it at three, and it, it grew throughout the show. It, it was the uh, the most handsome mod thread got, got one for me, or two. Oh, actually. yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> So, Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, I'm not even going to say what Coochie's comment was, but he knows why. I told him this is your how about you. We're go ahead and decide that now. So he gets that. It was hilarious. Um, in my f- favorite female country singer thread, uh, <laughs> one of the very first comments was Keith Urban, and I thought that was hilarious. Mm. And that was Danny Archer. <clears throat> oh, Danny, Danny Archer, and then um, Warcher. W A R C H E R had that awesome post. He was one of the cameramen at the Super Bowl. Did you see that? W Archer. Hey. W Archer, yeah. Times two, big dog. He was on my list. One of our very own W Archer is is the man behind the camera, J Head. Yeah. Was one of, of the, the man who filmed the um the Pfizer guy, what's his name? Oh, uh, the Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey bumping Andy Reid. Get out of here. That was filmed by the corner's own That's W. Wild. Archer. That is wild. And he put a picture wow. in there, too, like picture for proof. Yeah. Here it is. Here we go. So <laughs> how about you, big dog, Danny, uh, Danny Archer? So we had Danny Archer and W. Archer, right? If, if I call it Warcher because he's like a watcher, you know, because he's, you know what I'm oh, saying, okay, it's Southern. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's W. Archer. Maybe he's his like maybe his last name's Archer. That's not like my dad. You, you wash him clothes yet? Yeah, you wash rag. You got your wash rag. Get your wash rag. White folks don't use wash clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally Washington, baby. Yeah. All right, Washer. Or yeah. Time I made a big dog. I made another post about uh, about a show that I'm watching right now. True Detective, Night Country. It's pretty good, man. Uh, oh yeah. 
the Don Juan jumped in there and, and gave me a little Easter egg that I did, had no idea connects all the way back to the first season. So that was awesome. Ooh. And then Jay Bird 5710 um, told me his favorite show was Lost, which is my favorite show of all time. So there you go. 5710. Jay that Bird, first, that's Bird with a Y. That first Good season of True Detective. Some of oh. the all-time great television, man. I'm going to be Matthew honest with you. Matthew and Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yes. And by the way, they still produce the show, apparently. They're not in it anymore, but apparently they're still the producers of the new seasons. So, well, let's see. All right, Jay Head, who you got, Big Dong? All right, so in that same thread on the most handsome mod thread, I figured it's Valentine's Day. Let's, let's get into this. Coochie, mm-hmm. Coochie Rabbit put that up. But the uh, Millwood said, I'm going to need some ankle picks to make my Ooh. decision. <laughs> that that was classic. Uh, yeah, it was. I am, Millwood. You, ha- you haven't even taken me out on the date yet. Chill out. Mm. <laughs> Coochie Rabbit, for his same post in that, saying, man, this, gonna ha- this thread is going to have three guys in their fields and one guy feeling weird AF after this is all done. I must have been getting MRI, dude. I, I gotta, I'm going to have to go back and find this thread. I mean, I, I, I got to tell y'all, I got to tell y'all what Coochie said about me in that thread. It kills me, dude. Oh, I know. And then finally for whistling and whistle britches for the picture of Andrew Bone saying that's his vote. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Uh, love you, Andrew Bone. But that, that had me rolling, my man. Uh, and then finally, how about you to Toby Keith and his family? Lost a good one, man. That's, yeah. that, that, that's that's tough for me. Red Solo Cup, special place in my heart. Obviously not as good as I once was. A lot of really good Toby Keith. There's so many. What a yeah. catalog that guy had. Uh, let's see. I've got to how about you to Trash Panda. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, man, I wish I could find it. I, I need to start being better at this. I mean, it's one thing to. Oh, I got you, big dog. Oh, here we are. This is perfect. This is perfect. I got all my trash panda. <laughs> so y'all remember uh, somebody posted the, these Tennessee, two Tennessee guys talking about uh, Rodney Garner and, you know. Yes. And trash panda, the one, the one guy on the right, I thought he was like, a, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, who goes, uh, psh, psh. Well, look oh, at that. Uh, Bassmaster. Ed Bassmaster. Bassmaster. Or, yeah, it's hilarious. And, and Trash Panda said, Diamond. Amish Chip Diamond is that character. Chip Diamond. He called him the Amish guy. <laughs> that guy looked like the Amish guy. Uh, so how about you to Trash Panda? How about you to Shell Island? After uh, after the Super Bowl, he posted game blouses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's quality entertainment right there. Yeah, right? it is. That's Chappelle show at its best, baby. Uh, let's see. Oh, I had W. Uh, Warcher. I I, I want to say W. Archer, Cole, because he's got the A yeah, capital on. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Think probably, you're his right. name is like uh, Wesley Archer or William Archer. Something How many? Like Wes, Will, Wayman, Wayne. Any other W's? Wayne, Wyatt, William, Wyatt, Winsong. Mm. <laughs> okay, this is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, how about you, the Tecmo 34, who I, 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 somebody posted Alicia Keys, and I was like, man, solid six. And he goes, on three rating. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were about to say, too, dude. I died when I saw that one. Uh, I did, yeah, I did uh, how about you, Zach, how about you to Zach McInnell? 
Sacking so, the back. Zach McKinnell, man. Uh, the the uh, Maurice, what was his name? Maurice, Maurice Harris. Scoop. Maurice yeah. Harris. Good job, yeah. Zach in the back. Appreciate you, big dog. Breaking Make that, that scoop. Make that and then, times two. Times two. Times two. And then, listen, how about you to Alicia Keys? Mm. Listen, I, listen, and here's why. There's nothing wrong with being a solid six, darling. And, uh, I mean, these guys were freaking out. Coochie was talking about drinking her bath water, her toilet bowl water after a night of Mexican or something. And, and I'm going, dude, like, where do you think she is if she's not a solid six? That's not a bad – She look, she, to me, she's a solid six. Like, have you seen Rihanna? Have you seen Beyonce? Like, they're, they're at least three points hotter than Alicia Keys. So if, if Alicia Keys – I mean, if they're nines, because there's no such thing as a ten. If they're nines, where do you think Alicia Keys ranks? She's a solid six, big dog. Right. I mean, if you got a 20-point scale, okay, you can go up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so how about all of those who think Alicia Keys is more than a – I mean, and, and Cole, we were uh, – listen, I think the NFL – talking about the halftime show, Cole's a big music guy. I'm sure. not. I'm not. But I can – I know good good stuff when I see it. Uh, they had all these women watching because of Taylor Swift. Oh, like, yeah. A bunch sure. of dudes, a bunch of grown-ass men don't give a shit about Usher. No. Right? Never have. Usher has been the ladies' man since the 1990s. So you got all these women watching Taylor Swift now, the NFL, and you're showing her pounding a beer and uh, oh, I Spice over there doing her satanic symbolism. Did y'all see that? Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Upside down cross and <clears throat> the devil yeah. horns. Oh, God bless her soul. Um so you've got all these women watching. Well, you want to give them something they want because I'm sitting there going, now Jessica was loving it. Oh yeah, she's on. She's over there, piece oh, up. Eight oh down. yeah, you know what I mean. Shut up. Eight and down. I'm going. Well, you know, this is this, this is you know uh, you know I'm not so you know. Uh, we, we agreed. We agreed though, Jeffrey. When they brought little John and Ludacris out, I got turn to up, son. Yeah, little John and the Eastside Boys, baby. But oh, Jermaine Dupree, I was laughing my ass off at that dude. What are you doing <laughs> on there? Get off! <laughs> Something here ain't like the others, if you know what I mean. You're all right. right. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I know he's a producer, but still. Um, all right. Well, hey, I tell you what, we're going to be back. Call in show Sunday night, six thirty, right here on the Auburn Live YouTube page. We've got. We're going to have uh, a POW personal question of the week question. Uh, Silent there, silent cue. Thanks to Emily. Yes. Yes. Great Thanks question. Thanks to Miss yeah. Pinkston. I want everybody to think about because I've got a pack of Oreos, and I was like, man, how do I eat these? There, you know, well, there's a lot of different ways. I, a I've lot never of really thought of it. And, and I've, I've already eaten it three times. Way. Oh, I've, I've got I've got at least three, and it depends on my milk situation. It depends Very on much. what I. I mean, it, there, there's a lot of different things. So, so everybody think about how you eat an Oreo best. How best to eat your Oreo? There What's you your go. best way? And then also, I want to, well, uh, the, the betting line for Auburn's over and under wins this year came out this past week, and it's set at seven and a half. So we'll talk about where you whether you think Auburn will be over or under. We're going to talk about what you think about the Oreo, the best way to eat an Oreo. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a great show. Uh, I- yeah, I think Vegas hit that on the mark. Man, they made it tough, didn't they? They do, man. Dang. And it was it was six and a half last year. Yeah. Uh, and seven and a half this year. So they're expecting at least one game better, one win better. 
So let's talk about that Sunday night. We got a lot to talk about, man. And uh, so might be a dead period, but a lot still going on. And we'll hope to uh, hope to uh, learn it all and talk about it all with all of you, man. Check back Sunday night, six thirty on the Auburn Live YouTube page. You're on it right now. If you haven't already, subscribe to it. Hit that like button. Hit the notifications so that uh, when we do go live, you'll know if in case you have forgotten. Uh, one more time, if you're in Auburn, Opelika, if you're wanting to move to Auburn, Opelika from out of town, it's a fantastic time to do it. I'm not kidding you. Interest rates might be up. But the prices are down. It equals, and when the interest rates come down, the prices are going to go up. So it's going to squash. Get it now, at a low price, refinance later when it comes down. Give her a call, man. She will help all of you. Her name is Jessica Andrews. She's with the Talent Group. She is a five-star realtor. Give her a call, 334-704-4442, and please tell her we sent you. That's going to do it, folks. Thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for watching. We appreciate everybody. Please look for Sunday night for Jay here, for Cole, for Zach in the back, who did not come to the front. Y'all stand that left lane. See ya.